And I do this shit for the family Yeah, that's just the roots I planted Each of this shit, the new standard Upgraded the city, it got a new feeling of house Yo, 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 welcome everybody, this is Wine and Culture uh, Los Angeles. I'm here with my guy, Will Blackman. Yes, sir. How are you, big dog? Nothing like hanging out with a friend, period, you know, and then yeah. you, you bring some some goodness, you know, that's, that's just exclamation point right there. I tried to bribe Will today with some extra goodness. Uh, we're here to just talk culture, talk life, and I have some 1975 uh, Chateau Mouton Rothschild here to just stun him out, and uh, we're gonna, <laughs> we gonna do, it, do it real nice. Um, for anybody who actually does not maybe recognize the name Will Blackman, you picked the NFL wine guy, which is perfect. He's known as the NFL wine guy. Um, did you do that on purpose? Because that was like... No, I, I definitely did because, you know, first of all, like I would go on my social media at Will Blackman and I would talk about wine. I would throw a little wine stuff in there and no one cared. Nobody knew. No one. They're like, bro, just talk about football. Yeah. We don't want to hear that wine stuff. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, well, how can I monetize a bunch of people and get them to like be interested? So I was like, I'll just create another handle. It could not be more perfect. So I created NFL Wine Guy, and immediately, like I think, like fifteen hundred, <laughs> two thousand people went over there. Yeah. You know, maybe some followed just to support, but others that were actually interested in wine. So that's yeah. kind of how that happened. To who's Will Blackman? Oh, that NFL Wine Guy. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, two thousand no, people. Boom. No, listen though. Here's what's crazy. So I went to a tasting here at Wine Exchange, mm -hmm. and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, he's just staring at me in my face. He said, NFL wine guy. I was like, I was like, yeah. What's your name? <laughs> Bro, I said, I was like, oh, this is the first time that someone actually knows me for wine. Exactly. You know, That's other, dope. Than, other than something. Usually it's like, you're an athlete, you do something, yeah, or, yeah. or they know I play football. Well, NFL know? is always tough because with the helmets, a lot of people will right. not recognize and there's, immediately. There's like, 50, there's like 53 of us on each team. Yeah. You yeah. know, so um, so will after uh, playing 10 years in the NFL uh, Super Bowl ring with the 2011 Giants. That was the Giants team that beat the Patriots the second the time. second time. Sorry for all you New Englanders out there. I'm New Englander. <laughs> yeah, I'm, yeah, sorry. Know, right? I'm sorry back at home. You know? Boston College. Eagles they rooted represent. for they rooted for me and my health, but they wanted the Patriots to win. So what's all? Wow. Good. Yeah. So Super Bowl ring with the 2011 Giants. And um, after will retire, he became a sommelier. He, he found another passion. Uh, did a lot of the dirty work to get into the industry to really learn, which that's really what I'm it glad takes. you said that because I yeah, did. Man. Yeah. It, um, go ahead. No, what's, tell me about the dirty work because yeah. that's what it takes to learn. So, this. so I always tell people, man, there's there's always like two tough transitions, right? Just being a pro athlete. Yeah. It's your transition into your sport because you're in college, no bills, you're on scholarship. You know, you don't have many responsibilities other than class and playing your sport. And then when you start your profession in the in, in the sports world. You have bills, you gotta buy a house, you gotta buy a car, yeah. you have all this. Some people may have families, but you still need to perform. Yeah. That's the, and then you eventually get used to that transition. The other part that's difficult is when you leave your sport. Yeah. It's, it's like, now what? Exactly. Now what do I do? Do I, sure, I can go coach. I had interest in being in the front office. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been doing TV, still am, you know, as mm -hmm. an analyst. But it's like, man, none of those things like really like fulfill me i i love doing those things but they have not like fulfilled me. did you know before you were going to retire that you were going to get into wine or did you have that what now moment where i had to yeah where I you had, were like um, let me let me just no i was interested because you know everyone i tell the story at the time charles woodson is mm -hmm. one of the influences yep. for me to find out someone who looked like me african-american and an athlete who was full-fledged in the wine business so that's kind of where 
you know, it started getting in my brain. I'm like, okay, there are some avenues. So this whole time I'm thinking like, oh, maybe it'll be a cool passion project, a hobby to yeah. have my own wine label. Yeah. Um, so I became curious and was like, okay, you know, I started reading Wine Business Monthly. I started reading Wine Enthusiast, Wine Folly, like all these things to try to give myself that knowledge. And it was really difficult to learn that stuff on your own. Yeah. And then, you know, like like most like new psalms, I saw you know the movie psalm, right? And I was like, man, that's a crazy way to evaluate and understand wine. Like these yeah. guys are wizards, you know. That thought it was pretty cool. Yeah. So immediately I started looking like, okay, where are there classes like that where I live? And Peter Neptune, Master Somalia, he actually mm-hmm. has a school here in Costa Mesa that offers the W set Wine and Spiritual Education yep. Trust. So it meet one one off season. I immediately went there, hopped in that eight week course. I would skip one, went to two, passed two at merit, and that just zapped my mind and yeah. changed everything. Now, I became even more infatuated because this, the same way I fell in love with football was the same way I fell in love with wine, and that was the history. Yeah. I, I never told myself, oh, I wanted to be this famous football player. I was like, man, that's so cool, like what they do. I, I want to be part of that. Same thing with wine, though. Like, and, and that word you mentioned was curiosity. Yeah. That kind of like unlocks like everything and, and, and really drives your, your passion, man. That's 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 dope and this has been how many years you've been in in wine this deep well i've been i've been in wine for i want to say like deep for like three years but in business like as profession just a year yeah wow um after uh football he founded the wine uh mvp which is a really really dope subscription-based wine service uh will comes in brings his knowledge he picks two wines every month um, and the first time I went on the wine MVP, I was impressed by the wines you picked. I, I think a couple months ago you picked something from like Friuli or something like that. But you were picking those. Regions. The first, uh, yeah, okay. the second month I think it was. Because yeah. you were picking regions, and I was like, wow. He, you can tell when you know we're not just drinking like yeah. the mill stuff. But um, the wine MVP has been taking off. Um, what has this year been like? Because this year you've had a ton of success. Um, you were in the Wine Enthusiast 40 Under 40. Congratulations, 40 tastemakers under 40 years old in the industry. We just know it as a 40 Under 40. Uh, wine Enthusiast is a massive uh, wine editorial. But you've achieved and, and been able to sustain a lot of this success this year in a really fucking weird year. <laughs> what, is it, what has it been like? Has it, has yeah. it, have, you, have you noticed like uh, some, some roadblocks because of COVID? Because you've been able to maintain all this. Steam. No, I had tons of roadblocks, more so in my analyst sports mm-hmm. analyst career because i was supposed to call live games you know in the booth oh, yeah which is something i wanted to do but it's funny you say that because i i always thought about like man it's cool to see guys thriving like emmanuel Acho, a good friend of mine he mm-hmm. just went bonkers mm-hmm. in terms of his career mm-hmm. has a book with oprah now he's on fox sports one on speak for yourself but i talked to some my my close friends at um vatican tattoo shop franco vescovi mm-hmm. is the owner and we were outside just vibing we're like it's crazy because with covid those who were truly creative they thrived yeah they found ways to get better yeah they found ways to get better and, and create those who weren't as creative and relied on certain resources are the ones that failed out yeah. you know the ones that i don't want to say pretending but weren't as creative as they needed to be they're the ones that bottomed out so in my case i was like okay how can i truly just harp on getting creative and, and fixing this thing and, and for me man it's like I, I thrive when it gets difficult. Yeah. You know, that's just that's just Got my to. trait. That's just how I am. So that's kind of how it happened. I wasn't afraid to pick up the phone. I wasn't afraid to, you know, learn from this person, talk to this person. Right. And that's kind of how things catalyst for me. 
I, I, I will say that, again, a lot of the stuff you're saying, curiosity and not being afraid to ask for help, not being afraid to ask uh, if you don't know something. Yeah, I came in this game with no ego. It takes you such period. a long way, such, such a long way. Um, and then <laughs> I interact with uh, your social media a lot. Um, and now you get uh, shipments from Lafitte. <laughs> shipments? I got, nope. I got a bottle. Nope. I got uh, one bottle. You said shipments. Shipments from Lafitte. Why don't you tell everybody what that means? Tell everybody what Lafitte is, man. Lafitte is a, is a lovely <laughs> first growth in France. Lovely. Uh, love, super lovely. It's super lovely. Yeah, no, you know, it was cool because they they actually reached out a long time ago when they found out what I was doing and they were killing it. And their thing is You're killing it. They are <laughs> <a> fool, bro. <laughs> My You're gosh. killing it. No, but listen, they they understand that they can come across as a cold company. For sure, for sure. And they and they they mentioned that a very unattainable, yeah. Un- unreachable. Yeah. So they want to they want to maintain their integrity, but they're also trying to like, okay, we want everyone to enjoy this. We are yes, we're a luxury yeah. brand, but everyone can have a piece of this. So that was kind of the whole thing of them reaching out to me is like, okay, how can we, you know, continue to build our brand and not be as cold to, to most people perceive us to be. And now you get shipments of Lafitte. <laughs> and <laughs> You're the you one talking. You got you got some uh, uh, you got some mouton up in here. This mouton that we're drinking, uh, Lafitte is one of the first growth Bordeaux. There's five of them. Not uh, originally though. Not originally. There were four originally. Yes, in the '70s they got that action. They finally joined up. In the- <laughs> this was not a first growth until 1973 when, yep. when Baron Philippe the Rothschild, the guy who's on the front uh, of the bottle. Uh, lobby to make sure that he was included and so he was included and so this is one of the considered the top five chateaus in bordeaux um and we're gonna drink it today um where do you even begin talking about mouton um baron philippe rothschild you guys might uh recognize the rothschild family name right they were the one of the richest families is it rothschild or rothschild i heard so many different pronunciations yeah, i say rothschild i'm probably not you say it american right yeah I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an american so i say rothschild but um, enough, one of the yeah. richest families in in modern yep. uh american history and they were into everything investment banking uh wine making obviously um, Baron Philippe Rothschild took over the family business of wine in, uh, when he was 20 years old. Um, and, and 1853, they had these vineyards, but he, nobody really ever did anything with yep. them. But he was the one who kind of took it over and, and pushed it and got that first growth status, like you mentioned. Um, and now they make this incredible wine. Uh, the thing that I personally like so much about Mouton not only because of the status of it and because it's good wine, is I love the artwork. Yeah. Um, every year since 1945, a different artist has done the work, the artwork on the front. And so you see uh, Andy Warhol did this. And this is just a drawing, an iteration of, of kind of like a pop art take. Yeah. Uh, Andy Warhol, the grandfather of pop art, Marilyn Monroe, Marilyn Monroe the Campbell suit can. Uh, all that stuff. So I'm I'm super super excited to drink this, bro. I know you are. You oh uh, yeah. Before you like, hurry we, up because I'm thirsty. Man, I've been like I'm I'm just so thirsty. And I think we should honestly we should jump into it. We should no, let's do it. Yeah, yeah. let's, let's show it. show your psalm skills. I want to see your psalm skills. Why are you here? <laughs> I'm you here to drink. I'm the guest. <laughs> all right, guys, we're about to open this 1975 Chateau Mouton Rothschild first growth Bordeaux. This is a very old wine. Um, so Be nice to it. What are you doing? I'm moving <laughs> it like that. This is an old wine, so we, we got to kind of open it with some care. So the first thing I'm going to take is my little foil cutter here. And we're just going to drop that right over the top. It's going to give us a nice, I'm going to squeeze it. It's going to give us a nice, 
nice clean break and that foil right up top there we go nice little clean break semi clean break and now I'm checking this cork out if you can see this cork I see a little bit of mold it's looking a little old so the thing what we want to use um, to open up some of these really old corks is what's called an ASO wine opener. Um, I actually don't know why it's called an ASO. Maybe There's another you... term for it. I forget what it was, but that's all I know is an ASO. Yeah, I think that's the only one I know as well. Um, we're going to take the long end first. This is a little bit, uh, uh, you know, it's not the same size. We're going to take the long end first wow. and we're going to put it down into yeah you came here my neighborhood was getting hostile <laughs> it's popping over here i heard some shots really um we're gonna go long end first and then we're gonna put the short end in there and the objective is just to wiggle this thing down this cork is almost 50 years old and if i use the regular corkscrew there's a good chance it would break so I'm just being very delicate with this bad boy. Look at this guy. Trying to get it all the way up in there. I'm from St. Louis. You say all the way up in there? Up in there. Up in there. Right up in okay. there. <laughs> so if you can see, it's uh, it's all the way down. Um, and now I'm just going to twist this. And as I twist, I'm going to pull up a little bit. Right up in her. Right up in there. And it's going good so far because the cork's not breaking. It's it's all good. That's actually a really Great. good chord. Hey, every the cake will do. By the way, Will <laughs> introduced me to a song which we're gonna talk about in a second, but uh, it's all in my head right now. So, oh, it's kind of breaking apart. No, you're good though. A little bit, but you're it's good though. A1. But be nice. I feel like all I'm right. watching golf. I know, right? Okay. And the also is now. <laughs> all right, we gonna pull that bad boy out of there. Ooh, and that's that. Well that, done. That literally is that. You honestly can chop that and you can put it on your tutorial, like how to open a wine using an ASO. So now I have my decanter and what we're gonna do, I'm expecting some sediment. I have a little bit of an unorthodox filter here, but I'm just gonna take this and I'm gonna pour this through the filter, try not to spill into the decanter because I wanna make sure I catch all the sediment. And there we go. So you see that is, uh, as, as red wine ages, it gets lighter in color. Right, you, get, you see it's amber. For sure. That would be the, that would be the psalm term if you're blind tasting, For amber. Sure. So I'm just going to pour this. Um, there's sediment in here, as I mentioned, and I just want to make sure I catch it because me and Will don't want to be chewing the wine. So I'm going to just- Hey, you're getting going. a little rowdy with the vino. I know, right? Actually, now I'm looking at the bottom. Oh, oh, look at all that sediment at the bottom. Yeah, look at all that. I'll turn that for the camera so you guys can see that sediment. Um, and we're just going to pour this. Boom, boom, boom. I spilled a drop or two, which is just, you know, drop or two. just rude. You got, you got ruthless with this boom. thing. Okay, so there we go. That filter helped us out. Like I said, it's a little bit unorthodox filter, but you can see that there's some sediment right there. And you can also see that there is a ton of sediment here uh, in the bottle, in the neck, in the punt, which is this is actually called a punt, this little, little indentation right here. Um, and now uh, it's go time. I think we should drink. A good host always pours his guest first. 
What are you expecting out of this, man? Maybe we should give a give a little uh, you tutorial wanna, you on, on what to expect. I don't know what to expect. <laughs> um, as we mentioned earlier, um, as Will mentioned earlier, you'll see that wine has an uh, amber color. Like I said, when, when old wine gets uh, older, uh, it lightens in color. Yeah. Um, the, the sediment that you see in the bottle um, over time, uh, the pigment in the wine, the color pigment, and the tannin precipitate out and turn into that weird sediment. And so like I said, we didn't want to be chewing that and, and all that, but uh, this is very light. Right. Um, there's a ton of what we call rim variation, um, basically the center color of the wine and the rim color of the wine are totally different. Uh, around the rim, we get a lot of orange color, right? Um, which is a giveaway on top of the sediment and on top of the kind of like... That's how you know it's aging, right? Because the youthful wine would be more purple, correct? Correct. So this bad boy looks old. Stick a nose in this How thing. How dare you? Cheers, my boy. I gotta. I got. I gotta do a whole weird you, smell. If you wanna, if you wanna, go, you wanna go through the grain. <laughs> <laughs> well, right, this, this, this wine is clear. It's not hazy. <laughs> um, I would say, I would say, it's amber was perfect. It's pale. Yeah, it's, it's pale. It's deep. You know, it's clear. Amber was perfect. Um, yep. I'm checking out the. The legs, all, all legs, guys, is... Please tell them about the legs. Please tell them. It, is, it doesn't mean that the wine is <laughs> great sexy. quality. Nah, it bro. It doesn't mean it's more expensive or whatever. It's no. just the, the content of alcohol right. in the wine uh, as it reacts to oxygen and just kind of reacts with the surface tension on the glass. And slow, thick legs just means your wine probably has more alcohol. Right. This looks like it is about medium. I mean, if I, I'd be totally guessing 14... Right. You know, not definitely 15. not fourteen. You don't think fourteen? No way. <laughs> Why you look at me like that? No. It could be thirteen. It's not twelve. Well, we'll it's, say, we'll say look, thirteen. The tears aren't running like that. I'm gonna say this might even went down to like yeah, twelve, twelve eight. Ooh. All right, okay. I'm gonna smell it. Go nose. Let's smell it. <sighs> it's clean, right? You just smell. That's the cool thing about old world. You get dirt. Yeah. <laughs> you, and get, you get. And I was like, yeah. I was like, God. You get the earth. It's but you earthy, but it's. It. But it's still fruit on it. Somebody asked me today. They said, "You know, what's so special about tasting an older vintage? Does it mean that it tastes better than a newer vintage? Like, what's special?" And I was like, "For me, when it comes down to an older vintage, because he said, what's the oldest?' I said, I think I had a 1929 port. And he yeah. said, "What was so cool about it?' I said, "It wasn't so much about the taste. It was more so appreciation for the history, what went into it, what went on during that time, what's the stories like that. It's more so of an appreciation for it, you and know? how it's held up, over and how it's exactly and how, how it's held evolved. up. Yeah, this wine does not smell bad. It not doesn't smell like it has any cork uh, taint, TCA, anything like that. It it, it it smells good. I'm 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 not mad at it. The color is a dead giveaway uh, of its age." Right, and this like medium pronounced. It's let's, you get tart let's, cherry let's, already. Let's get in it, bro. The fruit has died down a little. I'm laughing, laughing. I told you I was gonna do this weird quirky sound thing. You got somewhere. You really just linked the, the the tannin is still there. Tannin is what keeps these wines alive for so long, so the structure's still there. Yep. 
um, you know, 45 year old wine, it's not as fruity. That's I would wild. Say, I would say this wine is very well held together considering its age. Uh, the rating for this was like the second best uh, Mouton of the 70s. I think the 1970 was uh, rated higher than this and then the 75. Um, You're right though, the high alcohol might be up there. I'm getting a little warmness. Man, chill out. I had a, you gotta go through the whole thing. Just listen, I'm tired of you right now. It was, All right. It was a guess. The alcohol content that I that I said was the, a total guess. And 14 is high. He was correct in correcting me that it, it was probably a little high. But yeah, tannin is still grippy, which means shoot, this can go another 20. Shit, I'm not mad at this, bro. I'm not mad at this at all. <laughs> when you get a good wine, there's, there's less dialogue, just just FYI. Is this what you envisioned? Oh man, so those tannins are super grippy. They are, right, that's what I'm saying. Um, that chalkiness, it feels like you took a piece of chalk, ground it up, and just ate it. Like you just, oh, you like you just bit this table. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer um, Bordeaux with less tannin, that's why I usually go right bank. Right bank, yeah. Or something uh -huh. like that. A little sexier, a little softer. You get more elegant, less less structure. Correct, a little bit more integrated tannins. But I'm not mad at this at all. And again, like you said, it's more so about what you're actually drinking. Right. I'm 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 definitely appreciating that. Is this what you envision when you retired and got into wine? Uh, I'm sure you've had so many wines like this, but yeah, no. We, uh, my wife and I, we were fortunate. We went to. Um, Claude Duvall, we went to the mm -hmm. premiere of Psalm 3, and uh, Bernard Prote, he, the founder of Claude Duvall, he basically, he gave, opened a 73 uh, Cabernet for us. Mm. And same thing, you know, held up. Claude Duvall was part of the 76 tasting. I think their 72 was featured in that mm. uh, tasting of Paris. So yeah, it was it was awesome. And he, you could tell he brought a lot of his French influence in it, because that's you kind of tasted some of more French versus than Napa. So yeah. Very cool. Chilling poolside, drinking some 73 Mouton. Um, so, uh, speaking of retirement, would you feel comfortable today playing in the bubble? Yep. Okay. A, A. <laughs> and then B, with all the postponements, there's been so many games that have been postponed. If they postpone any further, now we're looking at pushing past week 17. Now we're looking at, you know, maybe changing the playoff schedule, even postponing the Super Bowl. What, what, what would you either like to see or, or what do you feel could be done if anything to to get through this season knowing all the challenges they got well at the end of the day it's like they're gonna get their 16 games yeah it's gonna happen you know um this this is the this is the profession this is their season so they're gonna have to adjust i'm sure they're working every day constantly to find a way to make it work and adjust you know and it's unfortunate too because you know you think guys are not following protocol getting COVID, but you can get it no matter what yeah. you know stephen gilmore was like listen i did everything they told me to do and i still got it you know so that's what's crazy about it is it doesn't matter what you do you can you can't get it so i was thinking the crazy thing i was like what if coming because at some point you can't you can't keep postponing games because one guy gets it and, and i understand shutting down the facility and testing everybody to make sure but like i, I just kind of feel like, like i don't know if it's like the guys vote on like kind of what happens i'm sure the league it's dictates. just hard though right now because there's so many false positives yeah right like coach saban got covid and then three days later you know he kept testing testing he became he was fine and then come to find out he had a false positive yeah i just i would hate to see those false positives and things like that continue to i'm just curious this. to see what happens after the election 
<laughs> That's all I'm trying to say. And then all of a sudden, something's going to happen. I'm going to move to... You're not moving anywhere. Puerto Rico. I'm moving to Hawaii or Virgin Islands. I'll go to a... I'll stay in the U.S. Just How about an island? You don't need access to the States? How about something just away from this? You know what I mean? We're in California, everybody, so it's a little bit different, right? We got we got the good end of the stick, so to speak. But um, yes, after the election, it's gonna be some uh, some craziness. I'm just waiting to find out just about our health and our society um, when the vaccine comes out, when cure anything comes out that's gonna help all this stuff, so we can get back to what we're doing. Because I'm sure everyone's holding their cards until they win to find out what's going on. So. Did you watch any of these uh, debates? Uh, I watched the first debate. I did not watch the vice president debate, and I did not watch the debate yesterday. Mm. Um, it was interesting. It was a lot more uh, toned down. I know? heard it was more control. Like the, more the moderator really did a great job. That's what I heard. Way more control. It was a lot, a lot more chill. Um, I was watching the Eagles Giants. Who's gonna win the Super Bowl? Seahawks. Woo! Mm. What's been the coolest thing about the wine MVP so far? Uh, the coolest thing about the wine MVP has been uh, the people who have supported it because there have been people who they just like beer. And because of the message, they are not curious to find out, okay, what is this wine world really about? You know, uh, kind of like giving me that 1% to convince them that, you know, wine is cool you know wine tastes great wine is fun wine's not all fancy smanchy like wine is legit there's history there's culture there's all this stuff about wine yeah wine and hip-hop culture uh, <laughs> that part um yeah so i actually wrote an article a while ago called from from guinness to gewürztraminer mm -hmm. and it really talked about my journey because when i was in green bay wisconsin i drank tons of beer and i was a guinness dude yeah. and then i started moving over i mean i drink wine too but then I really went over it and to really understand more about wine. Yeah. Trust me, I'll I'll knock down a cold beer any day. Yeah, you know, um, whiskey too. But I'm fucking this wine. Up. I know you are, but that's cool. <laughs> that's what it is, you know. Especially like you know my 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 fan base or the people that follow me, they're sports people. Yeah, you know, and so to really bring that that culture and that knowledge and coming from me. The way I'm talking to you right now is the exact way I talk about wine to everyone yeah. else. I don't I don't talk over their heads. I don't talk at them. It's kind of like, hey, let's come on this journey together, and let's learn about it. And it's and it's super cool. So that's that's been the most fun for me. Yeah. Obviously, the connections and the people that I've been able to link up with, the people that reached out, um, the people that have been helping me, has been great. But yeah. just the fact that there are people who are accepting and receiving of it has been cool. I feel like, uh, and again, even with in such a strange year, you have definitely uh, been able to ride a wave and, 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 and been really dealt with it. Um, the wine MVP, um, the wine that you get in the subscription also comes with trading cards, and it's basically just like a fact sheet of the wine. It's Will's personal tasting notes. This is like some really dope stuff. This is probably the best um, <laughs> uh, wine opener that I have. Um, that thing's a weapon, man. Man, so it's just like quality stuff, man. Like I'm, I'm not even like, it's not like even a Trying plug. to, man. Like even even now, you know, I'm constantly working on ways to improve and develop it. Like right now, I'm moving, you know, uh, my whole website to a different developer uh, mm -hmm. to make it more clean, user, mobile friendly. I know yeah. right now things are kind of clunky, and I understand that because I'm constantly evaluating, trying to get better. So doing that, uh, getting into the tours and tasting side. 
Um, starting yeah. to do a little more of that uh, with my fun. connections, you know, globally. Yeah. And so just, you know, doing whatever I can to just help and, and, and build a community and, and just have fun with it, man. So that's that's kind of where it is. It's a slow burn for me because it's something I want to be sustainable. I'm not, I don't, yeah, sure, people can say I'm an influencer, but I'm not trying to be the gimmicky influencer that has my hands on everything that's doing things all the time. Like there's a there's a process to what I do, you yeah. know, there's a, uh, there's a system, there's a way I want to go about it, so... The cool, sure. the cool thing, man, is I have a lot of fun. But the biggest thing out of this whole thing is that my wife, she supports the hell out of this. You know, she's she's the energy. She's the life source. She's the one like, you know, out there ideas, too. And she's like, Psh, like, yeah, let's do it. Or shout out you know, to Mrs. Yeah. NFL wine. <laughs> Mrs. NFL to my wife, <laughs> Shauna. Mrs. Uh, wine MVP. No, nah, she holds it down. Yeah. And she. You know, sometimes, you know, I may feel a type of way because she will wholeheartedly. I may feel passionate. She would disagree with it. But then I'm like, okay, let me think about that. You need that. Yeah, of course. To at least be able to evaluate which yeah. is which. No, no question. Because she'll, she'll give me the. Can't have a yes man, a yes woman. She'll give me the consumer perspective. Yeah. And I'll, yeah. And I'll be like, man, no way. And I'll think about it. be like, you know what? She's probably right. Yeah. You know? It's a good little, little play off each other. Yeah. What is it like returning a kick in the Super Bowl? So, like, and I mean, like, dumb it down for me. Like, are, are we talking like can you hear the crowd roaring is that boosting your adrenaline are you nervous because you're human are you like excited it depends what you it depends like are how, you, are you watching that fair because i'd have been like i don't no, like, no, but it depends went about, been like, ah. but it depends on your temperament right it's like okay you just want to play the game sometimes the guys they get so caught up like okay i can't make any mistakes today. yeah and when you say i can't do that when you when you put yourself in that situation, I know it's crazy over here. <laughs> My buddy actually lives here, and he's a he's a race car driver. Two guys race cars here. That could have been him, <laughs> or it could have been a kid who's at home, you know, homeschooled. But um, no, guys get so caught up like I don't want to make that mistake. When you do that, you put the stress and pressure on yourself. And f- for me, one of the characteristics I do I can do is I can get real zen. So where I'm in the zone and and I can focus on just catching zen the fuck out. Yeah, just catch Chilling just catch the, the punt. You heard that yeah. big Sean zen the fuck out? No. Oh. So okay. So you were So no, so so what I was saying is you know, I got brought in the team to they wanted someone who's a sure catcher. So yeah. in the game, I did have one punt that was actually a, a line drive. I caught it and had a small return. Mesco to punt. Blackman is back. Giants can wind up a pretty good field position. And they will as he's across the 50, and Blackman takes the ball to the 48-yard line. But there was one punt where we just needed the ball so Eli can go down the field. So there was a it was, there was a pressure was on. If I dropped this punt, it was a wrap. Now Zoltan Mesco with a kick that will be fair caught at the 12-yard line by Will there Blackman. We go. So sure enough, they they fourth punt. quarter, fourth quarter. This is before Eli threw to Manningham. On the He's returning line. a punt in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, and I just had to get field position. So they kicked, the, they punt the ball, and literally it was in the air for about ten minutes. <laughs> so the ball, so you, you kick the ball up in the air. It feels like it's in the air for ten minutes, um, and you just need to catch it and secure it, and just what are we talking? You just need a couple yards. No, no, no. Just, I just need to catch it, just fair catch okay, it. Okay, just fair catch it. So the tough thing is. Is they hung it up in the air? Yeah, on and purpose. so everyone, all the Patriot defenders are around me, like barking, trying to make me mess up. What what are they, what do they be saying? 
they just yell at you to make you drop it. You know, you're like, oh, and you want someone to drop it. You That's just, how it is. I mean, because I just feel like after you, I, I've seen guys after they catch a punt. I just feel like it's so much dialogue. There's so There's much nonsense. So much. But you're so, but you're so locked in to that the football. You don't hear anything. And that's how you know it's good. It's like white even, noise. Yeah, even some, even my touchdowns that I scored, the ball's in the air and I don't hear anything. Let's focus. Like my first touchdown, actually, it's my second one. Actually, my my wife, it was her first game she went to, and I was like, I need to score a touchdown mm-hmm. today. Yeah, because she'd never seen me play. And I got to score. I remember I wasn't fair catching a damn thing that day. <laughs> and then eventually, I got the perfect punt, and it was just absolute silence. And I just took off, just avoiding everybody. And then when I got to like the 15, I was opened, and I can hear everything. Yeah. You know? This Cluey punts. Let's say return. Will Blackman 24, 10 yards of space. Sideline. Cutting back needs two more blocks. Got one. Got the other one. Touchdown. Green Bay. When you get into a certain zone where you know this is my day and mm-hmm. you just tap into it, it's like a mutant power, you know. It's just like, you know, when you're on, you're wow. on. But you have to be able to to be able to, you know, tap into that in any situation in a game. Wow, man. I like, you know the stakes. It's like, okay, so why even worry about the stakes? Just what are you supposed to do? Catch the ball. Catch the ball. I'd have been like, let me get that fair catch. Let me get that fair catch. I did fair catch it, though. I had to, yeah. <laughs> but it would, the fair catches, the tough ones, are the ones that hang up in the air for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to sit here and uh, drink some Mouton. You need a refill. You want a little refill? Sure. I'm going to sit here and drink some, ref- drink some refill. Drink some Mouton. <laughs> He's already drunk. Yeah, I know. Um, this is wine and culture. Um, we just educate a culture on wine we talk about wine hopefully it's uh, informative for you guys it's easy to understand for you guys um, that's what i'm here for i'm a natural teacher i'm a natural uh wine guy so we'll thank you for being here with me man i'm a <laughs> you are so laid back and so funny I, you sound like you're on like one of them um like <laughs> the R- quiet, r&b radio quiet station storm, the quiet storm. r&b radio station wbru black experience and sound <laughs> this is your host devin reed Thursday wine night. culture Quiet Storm, <laughs> 97.3 to beat. That wasn't back home. That was a radio station, 97. Ours was 95.5 WBRU. Black, oh, we had a 95.5. It was Black exactly. Experience and Sound. Oh, snap. But that's what I was going to ask. What's the last thing that you played in your Spotify, Apple Music, on whatever platform? It's Lemonade by Internet Money. Ooh, if y'all haven't heard Lemonade <laughs> by Internet Money. And Gunna and Don Tolliver. Dude, yeah, go check that out. I know. It's... I like I like I like certain songs like that, man. Like I understand people are on the, they jump on the mumble rap kids and all that stuff. Yeah. But I I, if I like a nice song, I hear a nice beat, and if it if it moves me, then it's cool. That's how I with music. If music moves me, yeah. Like people go, oh, you like country? I'm like, ah, country doesn't really move me. Now there may be some songs that, maybe I respect like the artistry and the culture, but. If a song moves me, it's good because I like everything. You've been humming. He's been humming that Drake uh, "Laugh Now, Cry Later" all day. It's gonna be stuck in my head for the rest of the day. Dun, dun, dun. That's all you gotta say. Dun, dun, dun. You already know. Mm-hmm. It's the horns, man. Cheers, my brother. My man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. We're gonna uh, turn up to this and thank you guys for being here. We will see you next time with uh, some crazier wine and some more good times. Love y'all. Peace. That's the yellow one. <laughs> Yo, she gonna hear that eight. Hey, hey.
Out the juice, coding got me trippin' Got the coupe, walker roof is missing. Ice, lemonade, my neck was trippin' Ice, lemonade, my neck was trippin' Addy boys got some 60s in my bag Lip sealed, I ain't pillow talking on no rag In my earlobe, got two carrots, VVS Got a pen, I'll sneer a day, oh, I feel stressed all this money when I grew up, I had nothing. Filled with backstabbers, my whole life is disgusting. Can't believe it, gotta thank God that I'm living comfortably. Getting checks, I don't believe, but she says she done with me. Burn some bridges and I let the fire light the way. Kicking my feet up, left the PJs on a PJ. Yeah, I'm a big dog and I walk around with no leash. I got water on me, yeah, everything on Fiji. Zany boss, suicide door, brand new bag College girl, 